welcome to the Mysteries podcast. Mysteries, mysteries, mysteries. Ooh. Ooh. Today we are talking about poltergeist. Poltergeist, Eleanor? Yes. Oh no, <laughs> the scariest sort of throwy ghost. I'm not kidding, they, are, they terrify me. Really? More than any other ghost. When I was younger we had, um, we had a couple of books like, you know, the Dorsley... Kindersley Book of Ghosts and the Usborne Book of Ghosts. And I loved the Usborne Book yeah, of Ghosts. Yeah, um, all the illustrations and everything, and we used to read it during the daytime, me and my sister. Yeah. And then uh, have a whale of a time, and then it got to 7pm and we were like, shit. <laughs> we can't sleep, this is fucking... I don't know what it is about poltergeists more than normal ghosts. There's something about them, I think it's because they're malicious. I Freaks no. me out. Bizarrely, I'm quite the opposite. Um, I've always found less tangible ghosts more oh, frightening. Okay. Like I. What do you mean, like figures? Well, yeah. Um, I think it's it's that poltergeists control physical objects, mm. um, and so you you sort of know where they are. Um, yeah. And that it's it's like. But then you don't know when they're going to control that object. No, completely. And I guess in in all. Yeah, thinking seriously, they'd be better at killing you. But I... Yeah. I mean, for for me, I think it's just the creepy factor of them being obviously interacting with you. More than other ghosts do. And it's like someone's watching you. I don't know. And we should say where we are. Oh, we should. We're on Cock Lane. We are on Cock Lane in the... Where is it? Smithfields? Uh, Yeah, like in the St Paul's area. Yeah, St Paul's Paul's is just uh, around the corner, as is St Bart's Hospital. Very historic part of town, but most of it is gone now. What does um, what has been retained is the street uh, layout. Mm. So even though the street we're on now is mostly modern buildings, uh, it is still the same layout as it would have been hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And it's also the, uh, or very close to at least, the old stomping ground of the Seawards. Ooh! Yay! So what did you guys do around here? Uh, we were cloth merchants and Ooh. loads of other stuff as well, but yeah, yeah. That's uh, cool. There's actually, did I tell you about Seaward Street? No. There's a street named no. after my family what, not far from that's here. That's pretty cool. We yeah. see it. Um, it was the worst place in London. Um, it was a plague pit, and then a rubbish tip, and then another plague pit, and then another rubbish tip, mm-hmm. and then uh, lots of other similar things. And for a while it was a nice windmill and a nice chapel, and then another rubbish tip. Yeah. Uh, and then the Seawards bought it Way. and turned it into houses. And uh, yeah. Oh, so were you landlords? Uh, not anymore. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> no. um, we're on Cock Lane because site of a very uh, famous poltergeist story, which I don't think Will knew until now, is that right? No, I didn't. It's very exciting. Yeah, so um, one of the... The the interesting thing I think about poltergeists is that quite a few of them are very well documented, and the Cock Lane Ghost is one of those very well documented ones. Now, before we go any further, Eleanor, we should should pause for a moment to... say uh, what a poltergeist is. Well, uh, that and also to admire what an amusing name Cock Lane is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Cock. Lane. No, but I, I genuinely, because there was, there's another lane called something like Trollops Lane or something, I don't know, <laughs> but it is where prostitutes used to go, so I think yeah. there's every chance that this would would be named after literally that. Quite possibly, actually. Yeah. Oh, what fun. I, they, I don't think they were as um, polite as we are now, I think they named their streets after quite rude things, but yeah. so we don't know, it could be, it could be what you think it is. Hmm. Um, so Poltergeist, if you yes. don't know. A throwy ghost. It is German for noisy ghost, uh, poltergeist. Mm. And or Yorkshire for Paul the Geist. Poltergeist. Um, and um, they manifest. They're, well, there's a couple of there's a couple of th- sort of you always get with poltergeists. They normally manifest around teenagers or, or sort of tween ages, twelve year olds, mm. kind of children. Um, it's normally domestic settings. 
normally working class domestic settings. Interesting. Going to go into that later. The class system for ghosts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would you believe there is one? Um, Absolutely. And we're in the UK. <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything has its place. Hmm. And um, um, what else? Uh, yeah, they manifest. They throw objects. They move things around. They're sort of quite playful in a way. They 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 might injure people, but they they very rarely ever properly seriously injure people yeah the idea is that it always just misses you or hmm. um but they they plague houses they plague people more than houses yes this is interesting there's another uh, very famous london one the enfield poltergeist. the enfield poltergeist which we thought about but um it's too obvious it's too <laughs> obvious and also um it's just you know this is an old bit which is enfield's not <laughs> you know. no enfield's proper new mm. um yeah, the uh, but but exactly the uh, or not exactly the same, but a very similar manifestation. Um, yeah, it mm. followed this. Uh, and the, this was only 50, 40 years ago, seventeen yeah. seventies. Have you seen the freaky YouTube footage? Um, no, I don't think so. What I mean, I've seen, I've heard the voices. Yeah. Oh, they're horrible. Uh, yeah, there's there's uh, videos of them doing it, yeah. uh, and it's. <laughs> it's horrible. Shall we go for the Cochrane Ghost first, and then yes, and then and then wobble otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Excellent. Right, yeah. Um, so, what did you know about poltergeists before? How? What was your take on poltergeists? Because they really scare me. They they really don't scare. This is the that's weird good, thing. That's good. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> now here's a hilarious tale. Yeah. Um, I of course have always known about poltergeists because, like you, I used to spend my childhood reading books about ghosts. Yeah. Um, because we're cool. Because we're cool. And I thought that I'd had an encounter with a poltergeist Ooh. when I was young. Um, I was in my room, and uh, there's a um, there's a, an extension to this. Uh, is your house that you're still in? Yeah. 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 And um, I was a I was a child, and there was no one else in my room. And this, I used to collect rocks, and this rock um, flew across the room and hit me on the head. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I've I've always suspected there's some stuff going on in my room. Um, really? Yeah. Whenever extended family come over yeah. uh, who haven't seen us for a long time, they go, oh, who's got the haunted room? And the first time that happened, I went, there's a haunted room? And they went, yeah, it's that just described my room. Oh and my I God. said, that's me. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mum claims it was haunted furniture that they moved, but oh, right. who knows? Anyway, uh, it turns out it was my little brother uh, throwing a thing at me, and, oh. and, and uh, it was a hilarious practical joke, which he <laughs> revealed the other year. Did I tell you about Jaws on the Bookshelf? No. Oh, this is very funny. So um, my boyfriend and I were in his flat a couple of weeks ago, and um, we were watching a film. Oh, we were watching Hunt for the Wilder People. I don't New know Zealand it. film by the same guys who did What We Do in the Shadows. Wonderful, no, Very funny, no. Sam Neill's in it. Ha! Huh. Uh, anyway, so we finished watching that and we were going to go to bed and then um, we noticed all, like every second book on the bookshelf had kind of been pulled out so it was a, at an angle, right? Wonderful. And Jaws, um, my boyfriend got really, really freaked out. Um, he, was, he, was, he was like, we don't, nothing happened, we didn't move this, that wasn't like that when we sat down, no one else is in the house what's going on he was really he just couldn't fathom it and he was really like he's i think he's quite practical so he was just like i don't understand so like and then the others came home and and his flatmates didn't believe him they thought he'd done it (laughs) (laughs) he he got up the next morning so we put them back got the next morning it happened again jaws was like i think genuinely quite upset because he doesn't you know deal with any he doesn't believe in any of this stuff and um does he not I don't think so, no. Or he's, he's certainly not got any interest in it. I don't know if he believes it, but he's not, How he's not interested. How ah, um, Jaws, I had you down as a believer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Well, um, either way, he was very upset. But um, anyway, it turned out his, his flatmate had done it before she'd gone out and we hadn't noticed. And uh, he was really... Um, 
really annoyed because she pretended she hadn't done it. So it wasn't poltergeist, but it was funny. Huh. He was very upset. No, it, I, it was freaky as well because I was like, maybe there is, maybe there is something. And then you feel like the, the atmosphere of the house changes. You're suddenly like, what's with us? But <laughs> just another hilarious tale. Um, okay, Cock Lane. So yes. Oh, well, let's let's describe it. So we're. Um, okay. it, it's nothing like it would have looked back no. in the day. But uh, for journalistic integrity, guys. Yep. Um, we're sitting uh, on a, a windowsill. Um, uh, on a, a typical city of London street, there's cobbled pavements, there's double yellow lines, no parking here. Uh-uh. Uh, there's a Not bit... enough room. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's very narrow. Um, there's less foot traffic than there would usually be because half the streets uh, closed off. We found to our cost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big, tall, narrow buildings. Um... There's a couple here at the end that are quite old. I think they would have been in the style of maybe what would have been here originally. Yeah, Some yeah. Victorian ones. But this, this street's really old. It's been here since... I mean, the, the, it's, it's medieval mm. um, as, as a layout. And, uh, oh, it was known as Coquez Lane, and it was site of, of legal brothels. There you go. There you go. Coquez Lane. Yeah, because it's just like, they were just, they were just very... You know, you're not going to call a lane little brothels on it flower lane, are you? You're going to confuse people. <laughs> you just got to be honest. Hello, is this where I come for a florist? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very old. Um, it has been here, I guess... He doesn't say the exact date, but um, certainly for for several hundred years. Um, and in the 18th century, it became the centre point of the haunting. Do you, shall I? Or do you want yes. to continue? Um, oh no, no, no! I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you, you go. I'll jump in. Uh, okay, um, you'll jump in with, with uh, any extras. So, um, so the haunting started in 1762. So when it started, it was in a family house on this road. So this road was sort of very working class. You know, a lot of um, people would have been, a lot of trade would have been going on here, a lot of workshops, a lot of um, houses. A lot of brotheling. Yeah, a lot of people crammed in together, you know, busy kind of uh, place near Smithfield Market as well. So a lot of people who worked there would have been there. Um, we're literally a couple of minutes from St Paul's Cathedral. So, you know, it's really in the heart of sort of... Uh, old London town. Right, this this tale was confused me a bit when I was younger because there's quite a lot of people involved in it and they kind of change hands a lot. But um, the most important person is the daughter of the family, the Parsons family, and she's called Elizabeth. Um, and uh, the, the profession of the Parsons family was Parsons, right? They were another yes, really appropriately named were, family. Uh, so, yeah, so what we've got is we've got uh, the Parsons family, they live here. They were uh, parish clerk, that's right. So, yeah, he was a Parson. Um, pretty, I mean, people just had more descriptive surnames in those days <laughs> everything was more straightforward if you went to Cock Lane you knew there were going to be penises there that's all you needed to know <laughs> although the, the guy the other guy in this uh, Mr Kent what was yep. his first name? Uh, William Kent William Kent the best first name yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> William Kent um, I love the way um, I, I, I wikipedia this the other day um, in, in prep for this and uh, like Wikipedia just describes him as a usurer which is, what is not a usurer a, well this is the thing it's not a job it's an insult right um, like they say William Kent um, a, a usurer from Norfolk um, which is like saying uh, Will Seward a wanker from London <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> Um, it's a money lender. Um, oh, and, okay. Uh, the idea is um, usury is lending of money um, for at, at extortionate rates. Um, yeah, I, I got the feeling that he's sort of meant to be a bit of a, a dabbler who kind of just mm. sort of 
schemes his way through life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that a good description? Completely. Yeah, he uh, he was a he ran a post office. He was a landlord, and um, yeah, whoever whoever wrote the Wikipedia uh, article is obsessed with his usury. Yeah. Um, usually, um, I should say, uh, usually usury um, <laughs> is an anti-Semitic slur. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of the things um, Shylock gets accused of. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a um, bit of Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> but I, don't, I don't think he was Jewish. William Kent doesn't sound... They would have said... I think if he was Jewish, they would have made more... It would, oh, all the pamphlets would have been, this, this... This Jew. Yeah, this... Um, because pretty uh, anti-Semitic. Everyone was pretty evil back they, in they olden times. Nice. Yeah. Uh, they weren't nice, but they were straightforward. So, um, <laughs> so okay, so the people involved are the Parsons like family... Nigel Farage. <laughs> <laughs> It's it, okay. So the people ha- uh, people in the story are all, uh, you got. We've got Ri- uh, Richard Parsons. He's the patriarch of the family. Elizabeth Parsons, his daughter, who we're going to call yeah. Betty, uh-huh. so we don't get confused. Because um, she loved to gamble. Oh yeah. Um, Richard Parsons' wife. Maybe some other children. They're not really uh, mentioned. And then we've got William Kent, who is the lodger, and Kent's girlfriend. Now this is confusing. This is the bit that confused me. Kent's girlfriend, who is his dead wife's sister. Yeah. So um, his his wife was called Elizabeth Lines. Mm. Um, she dies. William becomes involved with, with Fanny Lines because in those days it wasn't funny yet. Um, uh, wait a moment, Eleanor. What? Who does he become involved with? Fanny Lines. <laughs> and we're on Cock Lane. Oh, and, <laughs> and, and, and later on, uh, I'm, I'm going to spoil it. Later on, she becomes a ghost, and uh, as a ghost, she's called Scratching Fanny. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the ghost of Cock Lane scratching Fanny. Oh, it's excellent. It's all it's the whole thing is just a morality tale for STDs. <laughs> I was um I, I I was gonna Google book um whether my family were involved in this in any way. Oh um, that would be amazing. Uh, and I, I realised it would have involved Googling Seawood scratching Fanny and I didn't. No good <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um so so the um, so in in 16, 1762 the uh, Kent and his girlfriend uh, Fanny move in with the Parsons. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they couldn't marry because in those days you couldn't marry your your dead wife's sister, which I think is fair. Yes, don't yeah, yeah, don't yeah. do that. That's weird. <laughs> um, but they oh. so they were living together as man and wife, but it wasn't official. Um, and as you can imagine, it's crowded, it's noisy, and it's unhygienic. Everyone's a bit tense with each other. Um, at this point, it's a lovely house, though. Um, I've, I've, uh, oh, you've looked it up. Well, Hogarth did some engravings. Oh, yes, um, of course he did. And yes. it's, I mean, a house like that in London today. Good, yep. good heavens. Uh, it was, I think, uh, three stories um, connected by uh, a staircase with a room on each story. Um, very much like the house in the Beckoning Fair one that we mentioned in Mysteries episode one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Long, long time ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this house had all these people in it. Um, Stuff Parsons asked to borrow money from Kent, which always confused me because I'm like, if you're his landlord, why are you borrowing money from a tenant? Why don't you just knock it off his rent? Anyway. It's, it's mad as well because he, he gave Parsons the use of the house out of kindness, didn't he? Like, oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. Do you mean Kent? Uh, yes. <laughs> We're going to keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he went, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're really poor. Fine, use oh, my well, house for in that free. Case, he's an idiot. By the way, can I borrow some money? Yeah. Absurd. So there you go. You might as well charge rent. So um, <laughs> it was all a bit tense between them, and that's when sort of apparently the haunting started originally. Yeah. So there was um, what is typical in poltergeist cases is rapping and scratching. Um, what would you know? You could probably say were also uh, rats gnawing at the walls um, if you wanted to. 
um, but tapping noises, you know, sort mm. of knocking, things like that. And that went on for a bit until um, uh, Fanny Lyons um, fell ill uh, from smallpox and died. And then um, Kent tried to sort of sue Parsons over the, the debt that had accumulated. I think three guineas, right? He, uh, he owed him three. He'd borrowed twenty pounds, owed three guineas of it left. And, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I believe you. <laughs> uh, and uh, borrowed twenty pounds, owed uh, three guineas of it, um, and I think. Wasn't it because he found out that Fanny Lyons... Um, oh, he found out they weren't married, I Yeah, think. yeah. Uh, so the reason that, that it all got awkward was because Parsons found out they weren't married and he sort of tried to blackmail them over this. Yeah. Um, over so, three guineas. Hey, that's a lot of money, maybe, possibly. Um, Actually, probably was, yeah. So Kent's out of the house. Um, Fanny's dead. Um, all that's left there is the Parsons family again and um, Elizabeth, their daughter, or Betty. Mm. Um, and he starts to hear rapping and scratching again and Parsons starts claiming that the property is haunted by the ghost of Fanny or Jay-Z or Jay-Z because of the rapping oh no yes oh dear (laughs) I hope that's the low point today (laughs) who knows (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah so this was going on and um you know, it meant they couldn't sleep, it was very noisy, and they started trying to communicate with it, which you often do in poltergeist cases. There's sort of one rap for yes, two raps for no, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, would you like to continue the next bit, or should I go on? Um, yeah, so, so uh, yeah, they, um, the Parsons family quickly establish uh, through this, uh, and uh, by this point they've enlisted some Methodist priests uh-huh. um, who, who help them with the ghosts. Um, and, uh, yeah, the Parsons family and the Methodist priests establish this, this code with the ghost. Um, and uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, what, was it one for yes? It was one for yes, two for no, right? I think so. That sort of tends to be the, the, the usual standard in these things. Yeah. So, uh, one, Let's say it is. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> so one, one, one knock for yes, two, uh, two knocks for no. They established through questioning, and this must have been an awkward line of questioning, mm-hmm. that um, Scratching Fanny was hey, murdered. Uh-oh. Not died of, uh, of smallpox. Arsenic. arsenic. The worst poison. It is the worst, because it's not very uh, nice way to die. No. But it, and also, it mimics the symptoms of smallpox. So mm. um, so it's believable that she people could th- think she died of smallpox. In fact, she died of arsenic poisoning. Yeah. So this is a bit, obviously, this is pretty controversial to accuse, basically to accuse Kent of, of murder mm. um, through this ghost. And it's getting a lot of publicity. Um, Parsons have found out he could charge people. Yep. So people are coming around every night. They're, um, Betty's not getting any sleep. She has to she has to sit up in bed because you know everyone believes that the, the uh, energy is manifesting around her yep. as a, a young girl woman. Um, uh, so the great and the good start pouring into Cock Lane. You know it's bursting full of people more than before. It's um, uh, we've got people in there all night long. He mm. charges them. You know uh, I don't know how much an entrance, but he makes a lot of money out of it. It's getting really lucrative as well. So um, and it gets impossible to walk down Cock Lane as well. Yeah. Um, Horace Walpole, uh, I think, tried to tried to come. Um, oh, the, the author of uh, of uh, yeah of of the uh, Castle of Otranto. That's the one. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was it. It was it became immensely famous. So this is why it's so well documented today. Is that even though it happened, you know, in, in a very working class area, we probably wouldn't have heard about it. Um, all of all of London basically came to see it. It became fashionable almost for the upper classes in the same way that they used to go to insane asylums yes. and laugh at uh, mad people. It became <laughs> um, it became fashionable to come and sort of uh, 
look at the ghost, you know, because I think at that point in time, you know, they, it was sort of the age of enlightenment, so people were start superstition was ebbing away, science was coming in, but so it was more, it became more of an entertainment than it had been before, because yeah. maybe a hundred years before people would have freaked out and, and, and hanged them for being witches, but yeah, now yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah, just yeah. like, oh, this is a bit fun. <laughs> um, so what happened next? So Samuel Johnson, he came along. We had yes. the An interesting. Interesting, you mentioned oh, Dr. Yes. Johnson because you he, meant, yes. yeah, he says exactly what you just said uh, oh, yeah? about uh, about your homeland, Scotland. Scotland. What does he say? Uh, he says. Um, what, the, what the fuck does he say? <laughs> he and Boswell pop up to Scotland. Um, yeah, that's right. I yeah. I did this. Uh, so. My, my connection here is I, I did my master's thesis on uh, the anthropology of invisibility um, and I looked at Second Sight in the Highlands and Islands and Johnson and Boswell go up there uh, because there is an epidemic of Second Sight in yep. the Highlands and Islands. And, um, yeah, Johnson uh, writes, yeah, uh, I was taken in by this, as was everyone else, um, but uh, it's just superstition, but it's ebbing away now. Literally, almost word for yeah. word. He says, it's ebbing away now because it's the Enlightenment, yeah. and only the grossest people believe this. <laughs> like, so Scottish people. Scottish, well, or, or me. Um, <laughs> or, or poor people, or uneducated people, anyone who's like... got uh, not like explanations for things. But this is mm. the thing, like, even people like Isaac Newton... You, you surely know this. Oh, yeah, yeah, Massively yeah. famous scientist, very clever man, also super into... Alchemy! Alchemy! So there we go, we've got this weird time where people are uh, simultaneously into sort of proper science and also and, 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 superstition yeah. and... There's, do you know the Bertrand Russell quote about Isaac Newton? Uh, no. He wasn't the first of the scientists. He oh, was the, the last, last of, of the, the wizards. Wizards, yes, yep. that's yeah, a yeah, good yeah. quote. Yeah, it's awesome. Do you know the story about Robert Boyle? Um, Robert Boyle's Scottish, isn't he? Uh, quite possibly, but um, also co-founder of the Royal Society and like oh, yeah. uh, friend slash rival of Newton's. Um, okay. Oh yeah. There is such a good alchemy story about Robert Uh-oh. Boyle. Um, he... How long? How long is it? Short story. Short okay, story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so he. By the time we do the alchemy episode, all the anecdotes will be used. Yeah, they'll be gone. Um, so he. Um, he was also massively into alchemy because everybody was. Um, and one day, this actually happened. He was approached by a shadowy cloaked figure who said, Dr. Boyle, um, you have passed our test. I'm from a, a secret society um, of successful alchemists. What? Uh, and we'd like to uh, induct you into our society. Um, we will be meeting at this tavern in great secret this time, um, uh, on this day. Come, come in great secrecy and meet us, and we'll show you the mysteries of the art. Okay. And Boyle went, yes, yes, this is, <laughs> this is what I, I wanted. Um, and he was going to the tavern. Uh-huh. As he approached the tavern, the upstairs room where they were meeting exploded. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. We'll never... There's no way of knowing whether they actually... No, there's no evidence either way. They could have been... Yeah. That's insane. Isn't it awesome? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. Maybe it was Isaac Newton playing a trick. (laughs) Sort of thing he'd do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow. But yeah, that's exactly it. It was a sort of weird time for that kind of thing. And, you know, we had people like... But they didn't necessarily believe it. They sort of, it was a, a bit of kind of laughing at the poor kind of thing as well. Like, oh, look at these people, they're idiots. Um, but it was very, you know, successful. Kent uh, Parsons is making a lot of money from it. Um, they get to a point, though, where people start being a bit suspicious. And they go, come on, you know, this mm. is definitely happening. And, um, and uh, Kent gets worried. Uh, Parsons, sorry. See, confusing. Parsons <laughs> gets worried because, you know, he, 
he keeps telling his daughter, you know, you've, you've got to make these noises happen or we're not going to get any money, you know, you've got to keep ah, this happening. Spoiler, it was a hoax. Oh, yes, spoiler. <laughs> We've not said that yet. Yeah, it was a total hoax. Um, Kent, meanwhile, is getting really worried because he's being widely accused of this murder. He brings in his own priests and other experts to try and uh, expose this fraud. Um, the My favourite one, um, Kent brings in his old servant. Oh, yeah. um, who was called Carrots because she was uh, red-headed, like Helena. Right. <laughs> and, Great name. Really yeah. original. <laughs> um, and, um, Jesus, they don't even know her proper name, do they? <laughs> no, they do, they do. But, okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine, Carrots, bring me my soup. Um, <laughs> yeah, she comes in, and she sounds awesome. Um, she starts communicating with, uh, with the ghost, She's been adamant that Kent couldn't have, mar- uh, have murdered Fanny because they loved each other so much. Um, so she'd already really pissed off um, the priests who thought there was a ghost and the Parsons family. They were, they were already... Uh, it was always an, uh, already a nasty atmosphere in the room. Um, so um, she said, uh, Mistress, is it you? Uh, and the ghost knocked. Um, and uh, she said, Are you angry with me? And the ghost knocked. And she goes... Well, you shouldn't be. You should be ashamed of yourself. I did nothing to hurt you. <laughs> and then just left. Wow. It's, what a person. Yeah, that's confidence. Yeah, yeah. That's um, uh, sassy. Yeah, and also right against the silly entrenched class system. Yeah, a good point, actually. Yeah. And I, 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 it, I guess it, it's an example of how much of a, a time of change this was. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, so it got to the point where they are holding a sort of... They, they, they start trying to tie up... Betty's um, hands and feet to see if she can if, if noises still come and they do and and you know they're they're you know they're really sort of I mean this happens a lot as well you get teenagers and, and young young people being sort of prodded and probed in a quite a yeah I'd say inappropriate way to sort of see whether or not they're making things up but eventually I would concur yeah eventually <laughs> they um they discover um that she's been hiding at a wooden board in her bedclothes and knocking on it so the <laughs> whole thing sort of disbands after that everyone sort of starts to um. Uh, feel stupid or laugh yeah, at yeah, them, yeah, yeah. and it, the whole thing's over. Uh, Parsons is put in in the stocks, um, pil- pilloried, a, I think. He was pilloried, but this is a lovely a bit of the story. Yeah. Uh, really, really lovely thing about uh, human nature. Um, by this point, um, he's gone mad. Uh, he was he was an alcoholic before. Uh, couldn't support his family. Uh, this is why he did all this. Is this a lovely part of the story? Um, the lovely part is, <laughs> when he was in the pillory, yeah. uh, people felt so sorry for this crazy man who'd yeah. done this horrible hoax yeah. uh, and been exposed that they didn't pelt him with things, they raised money for him. Aww, Isn't that lovely? That is nice. Uh, that, and that happened at the end of this lane as well. That, that was at the end of Cock Lane. Yeah. We, we might be standing, sitting, um, where it happened. He was also sentenced to two years in prison, which was Newgate, which was is just up the road from here. Mm. So it was sort of a, quite a sad ending, but... But there is a sort of twist to it um, in that uh, they, uh, they found, um, for some reason, they, they exhumed um, Fanny, <laughs> Fanny Lyon's body a few years later. And uh, it was found to be in a very well-preserved condition. How interesting. Which is not unlike the effects of... Arsenic. Arsenic, yeah. 
I um I the, the source for that is one of those I think it was Colin Wilson, the famous writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Writer. I think it was one of his books. So um I don't I can't remember where that comes from, whether or not it's true, but that was that was what I read was that they uh, they did find something that suggested she might have been poisoned after all. How interesting. And Kent certainly ended up a very wealthy fellow. Yes. Uh, he was given I think six hundred pounds? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, fair enough if someone's gonna Oh, if you've j- totally if you've just lost the love of your life and two of them. Two yeah, in quick well, succession. How did the other one die? Well, this oh. is, no, this was the thing. Everyone thought because there were two ghosts. Um, yeah. The first one was seen That's by right. Fanny. That's right. Uh, and Fanny went, was still alive when it started. This is the thing, you see. Yeah, and everyone uh, went, ah, the first one was the ghost of Elizabeth, warning Fanny um, that. Oh, um, okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that there was this murderer she was married to, this Bluebeard. Um, but I don't buy it. I think he was maligned. Mm, I mean, um, it's interesting though. I. Out of all superstitious things, if I was absolutely gun to my head pressed, I would probably say I didn't believe in most of them. But poltergeists, I have a question mark above, just mm. because they pop up so many times throughout history, all always very similar, and always, um, but always in a way that suggests that, you know that it's not like the people who are doing them know that there's a pattern here. Yeah. Um, but this this one ended. So we had things like we had William Hogarth did some engravings of it, some little pictures of a, of a spooky ghost, fun things like that. Um, obviously, Doctor Johnson was involved. We had uh, Horace Walpole trying to get in on it. Mm. So it was very famous. Everyone, um, you know, everyone remembered it. It was sort of cemented in history as this famous case, and it kind of imploded, I guess, mm. uh, on itself. But you know, it, its legacy is that people still. I mean, I certainly knew of it today. Um, and I do now. Yeah. And now all of you yeah. do as well. Yeah, everyone here knows. <laughs> um, have you got anything else to add on the? On the but this isn't the first recorded poltergeist by any means. Um, a couple of years before this, in the 16th, so the 17th century, so mm. 1600s, there was a ghost uh, poltergeist known as the, T- the Tedworth Phantom Drummer of Tedworth. I do know this one. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, so this was in. Now, what's it called today? Is it called Tidworth today? Yes, I think that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so it's a slightly different name today. Do you know where it is? Um, England I somewhere. Have no idea. If you're listening and from Titworth, why not tweet yep. at Mythstories? I think it's somewhere like Gloucester. I'm going to make it up. Yeah, based on my record um, of where Kent was, I am not going to hazard a guess. No, okay. Um, <laughs> we don't know. I'm Scottish and Will is from London, so how are we meant to know any of these? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so this this was a wealthy this was a wealthy house actually that this happened to, and this was um, um uh, this guy confiscated the be- a beggar came begging. He had a mm. drum, claimed to be an ex soldier, um, to this this guy's house. The Montpassons, uh, Montpasson took away the guy's drum. Um, uh, sort of said stopping a nuisance. You know, he, he didn't actually have a. He needed a license to beg, and he didn't have one. Yeah. So they sent him away. After that, these sort of hauntings started manifesting again. Very similar. Started with scratchings and rappings, um, and then Jay Z. What oh, are you doing in the Middle Ages? I think that's the only rapper you can name. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Eminem. 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 Wow. <laughs> um. They, yes, they started rapping. Uh, the children were... Kanye West. Oh, no. <laughs> um, the children were thrown out of bed. Uh, their bed sheets were pulled off. There was... Um, Snoop Dogg. Oh, God. <laughs> there was uh, a phantom phantom dog heavily panting under the bed, which I think is really a freaky. A phantom Snoop Dogg. Oh. Um, 
and uh, <laughs> they were found. They found that this is a creepy one. They found the, one of the horses in the stable. They found it with its its hoof in its mouth, yeah. sweating as if it had been riding all night, and it died the next day. Absolutely horrible. So um, there's, and there was again lots of testimony on this one. Lots of different people witnessed it. Witnessed, witnessed it. There was lots of um, sort of engravings, drawings, and yeah. There's this fun one of this devil hovering over the house, um, <laughs> and that sort of apparently stopped. Uh, stopped when either the drum was returned or, or they... Yeah. I think maybe they hanged the, the beggar for something else and it stopped yes. or he went to prison or something. That but sounds about right. The implication is that it was his fault, which sort of doesn't really match general poltergeist stuff because they're not really, you know, they're not summoned by people there. Mm-hmm. They're sort of... Uh, so, well, a scientific theory when it comes to poltergeists is um, that they're a sort of manifestation of... of emotion and energy, yeah. especially from people like young people who don't really know how to control themselves yet, so they kind of throw it out there. Don't know, I don't know what's, what's in that, but it's interesting because it does happen to teenagers a lot. Again, you could argue that's because they're more likely to make stuff up than adults, but... Yeah, but that's always the conundrum with ghosts, isn't it? Mm, yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, even in the, the Cop Lane poltergeist story, there's a bit where um, Parsons goes... Uh, there are some sceptics uh, in the house, and he goes, No, no, um, they, uh, the ghost doesn't respond to not being believed in. Uh, yeah. Just just, uh, just throw your disbelief what away. What a surprise. Um, but this does seem to be a thing. Um, I, um, I'm into my parapsychology a bit, yeah. and... Um, it is an observed thing that uh, around scepticism, um, manifestations um, don't manifest. Um, yeah. And it's, it's very much, it, this is the sort of playful element, is that you'll stand there waiting for it and nothing will happen, and then the second you turn around it will happen. Yeah. It's like, um, I mean, this is <laughs> possibly going a bit more legit than, um, yeah. than, <laughs> than maybe I ought to, but um, uh, it's a bit like um, the way particles behave in quantum physics when they're oh. observed and when they're not. Really? Oh, yeah. Fundamentally differently. That. Yeah, That's yeah, weird. yeah. It's great, isn't it? Um, what, what 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 difference does it make if they're observed or not? I'm no physicist, but um, they. <laughs> I'm no physicist. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I, I I'd be making it up. Okay. Uh, but they, yeah, uh, when when observed, we should get a scientist on the show one day to do a. Kind oh, of, let's do that. Yeah, do we know any scientist comedians? We must I mean, I, know I, a I scientist do. comedian. I do, but um, but they're not physicists or anything. Or, Hmm, we need to find a physicist, don't we? Yeah, who, what physicists do I know? Physicists! My physicist friends, announce yourselves! I think we'll just put something on Facebook, someone's bound to turn up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, uh, any other famous cases you want to mention in terms of poltergeists? Uh, the one of Gerald the Mongoose. Oh, Gerald the Mongoose is fun. Yeah. You want to go with that? Yeah. Come on then. Love Gerald the Mongoose. So, um, this happened in a lighthouse, I believe? Uh, it might have been, yeah. It was on the Isle of Man. Yes, 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 yes. And it, uh, Yeah, it was a lighthouse, yeah. Uh, this lighthouse keeper came in and um, with his family, and they were haunted for ages by a really jolly poltergeist called Gerald, who was a mongoose. And Gerald would throw things around, yes, but he'd also dance on the tables and sing at them in a happy voice. Very and, cute. Yeah. And they lived with him for years and never questioned it. And um, Well, apart from the daughter, who they think is probably the cause of it all. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear this bit. <laughs> oh, his face visibly fell. <laughs> yeah, I think her name is Voyery, kind of a weird name, but she, um, uh, 
so either she was she was a teenager at the time, sort of young woman, and she um, classic poltergeist. Yeah, classic. Anyway, it was it was sort of determined that occasionally she'd be seen hiding her mouth or didn't quite match up. Like she, she and Jeff would never speak at the same time or something like that. That's right, it was Jeff, not Gerald. Jeff. Oh yes, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, you're yeah. quite right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but an interesting one again, not quite like the norm because it's it's sort of taking the form of a, an animal. Um, yeah, and uh, supposedly the next housekeeper shot him. Oh, right. I heard, yeah. Um, Harsh. Yeah, not what you'd do with a talking mongoose. Are mongooses pests? Do they eat chickens or anything? Surely, yes, but that, that's no... Re- <laughs> if one's singing at you and dancing yeah, on right. a table... You can make a lot of money out of that. <laughs> Stay away from my chickens. Oh, I'm not going to eat your chickens. I'm just going to sing and... D- is how that I like that how exchange. he's also a cockney mongoose. <laughs> In my mind, he always was. Man, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but they've, they've uh, cases are de- uh, reported quite a lot, like all the time, sort of. Basically, it's always it does always tend to be, uh, you know, like working class households, or always, of course, religious Catholic households again, mm. more common, more likely. Um, there was one during the Fringe last year in Rutherglen. I missed that. Do you not remember this? No. Okay, this is exciting. So Rutherglen, which Friend, is... Fringe, I go into a haze of exhaustion. This is just outside Glasgow. Um, yeah. And um, it was investigated police... Well, this is what the Daily Record says. Police officers uh, on a call at a disturbance saw lights going off, clothes flying around the room, and a dog, which was playing in the garden, suddenly perched on top of a seven-foot hedge. How did I possibly miss I this? I don't know. I feel like I must have told you. Um... So the, yeah, this was this was August last year, two thousand and sixteen, um, and that's mad. Yeah, and uh, so apparently, you know what it says here. There's, I don't think they've quoted anyone directly, but they've got, um, they've got police sources who said um, these were incidents that were witnessed by our own officers. Incidents that are not easily explained. So again, that's like you know, like in the case of Enfield, where you had mm. a lot of professional people attesting to it, and you kind of think not that not that police aren't going to be superstitious or anything, but you mm. know, that's quite weird to to be um, to have someone so uh, supposedly trustworthy say that they've seen something like that yeah you know? yeah actually we should finish off Enfield because we didn't um, yeah we didn't didn't yeah, we I okay. guess we, we might do an episode on Enfield so uh, keeping it keeping it uh, tantalising yes um, Enfield um, there were these um, uh, these these teenage girls again classic poltergeists um, who started getting possessed uh, by the ghost of an old man um, yep. And he makes them. Uh, they they started talking like him. They actually had a voice expert down. Yeah. Um, who said that the girls physically couldn't have made mm. the voice. Uh, that that. And yeah, it's all on YouTube. Look it up, guys. Uh, Gerald uh, Ford did a good um, documentary on it. Did they? Called Interview with a Poltergeist. Ah. I think it's on YouTube. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, and no, it was good because they because they interviewed the investigators and the the, the children when they're grown up. Right, right. Um, but no, it's it's really interesting. I think the mom lived there. Till she died. Huh. But yeah, no, they start. This, so this all happened in the seventies. There's a lot of disturbances, a lot of freaky things happening. Um, marbles being hot to the touch. Another, mm. another thing with uh, poltergeists is um, small fires breaking out. Yes. That's another yeah, one. That yeah, yeah, yeah. You find a lot is, is tiny fires breaking out, and they're always somewhere you can find them as well. So it's it's again, it's not like they're trying to kill you. It's like they're trying to sort of just stress you out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the scariest things in this apparently was that the. the one of the fireplace, the kind of the, what do you call it, bit yeah, up. The fireplace. Yeah, the yeah. fireplace was ripped off the wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so very violent. You know, again, they think the children could have faked it or faked some of it. They have admitted to faking some of it. Um, but just to think, another interesting case of the same things happening. 
you know, how how are these girls meant to know that the exact same thing happened two hundred years ago? Yeah. Or three hundred years ago, four hundred years ago. Oh, completely. Especially in, in the seventies. Yeah, in other parts of the world, you know. Um, yeah, they didn't have the books we had access no, to they in the nineties. Didn't 90s. have the Osborne Book of Haunting. <laughs> or maybe they did. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's. Um, um, I'm trying to think of other cases. So yeah, we had that one in Rother Glen quite, in, and then they will pop up from time to time in, in, in the tabloids. Yeah. In the tabloids, you'll see quite a lot of sort of poltergeist activity. Um, and if there's one thing we know from Men in Black, it's that oh, yeah. for um, for extra um, extra normal phenomenons, yep. you need the tabloids. Yeah, very true. They're very important. Yeah. <laughs> Washington Post. What's that all about? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Guardian Schmardian. <laughs> oh, the ones that spring to mind. I mean, so what happened at the end of Enfield? Does it seems to happen at the end of most of these cases? Is that it kind of just ebbs away? Uh, often, like the, the girls had, you know, they went in for tests at the hospitals. It was mm. very stressful, a bit like The Exorcist. Yeah. Um, the poke. Sometimes, um, sometimes uh, manifestations will follow them. Yes. From place to place. So again, that's a sort of indication that it follows people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else we could say generally about poltergeists. I still think they're fucking terrifying. <laughs> I just think like if you woke up in the middle of the night. So there's okay. So this is the creepiest one. I think this is the one that really freaks me out. Is the there was one in in, in Pontefract in Yorkshire. Ah, yes. And this is sort of the I want to say the 80s maybe. Sort of, definitely the sort of second half of the 20th century. And this, yeah. this family again, it was a council house, being terrorised. So one evening, the um, they've got an aunt staying and. Uh, the, there's a tap on the door of the, of the parents' bedroom. They wake up. They can see her glove is round the corner of the mm. of the door door frame. Um, so they think she's on the other side. But then another hand uh, with, with a glove, uh, with the, same, the, the other pair of the glove comes round, and um, and they're both grasping the door. But they're grasping it. One's at the top, one's at the bottom, as if there's this massive monster behind there. That is horrible. Isn't it horrible? That is. Just utterly horrible. Yeah, you see, I, this is what I mean. They just like poltergeists actually genuinely want to fuck people up, and I don't like that. That is a poltergeist being trope aware. Yeah. That's oh, that's horrible. That's utterly oh, yeah. oh, oh. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, all yeah. sorts of awful. It's so creepy. Don't listen to this at night. Um, <laughs> <That's>, yeah, <laughs> we but, warn you now at the end. Yeah, I think it's just that malevolence that really freaks me out because, you know, just. Someone intending to do you harm is always unsettling. And when yeah. it's someone you can't see and you're not sure if they actually exist, that's yeah. worse. Whereas, posh yes. ghosts are generally just sad. They just sort of glide around being sort of mournful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so white ladies and that. Ah, white ladies. And grey ladies. Yeah, and grey ladies. And yeah. brown ladies. Yep. Is that it? <laughs> All the ladies. Um, in fact, yes. let's... Here's fun. Here's a game. Here's fun. Let's rank ghosts. Oh, okay. Um, by in, in terms mean? of class. Okay, so upper class ghosts. Yeah, uh, white ladies definitely at the top. White ladies, be, as we just did it. Actually. I think headless people. They're royals. Often, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anne Boleyn, that kind of thing. Where do you put the banshee? Um, I'd say that was sort of working class because it's Irish folklore, and that's quite. Oh no, is no, it? No, it follows. It follows princely families. Oh, okay, but then yeah. She's not one of them. Although she is the direct descendant of a god, so yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. she's the Morrigan, isn't she? Yeah. But then, who believed that as well? Is that mostly something believed by... Fascinating, working yeah. Working class. Uh, Poltergeist is working class, I think. Yeah. Um, don't know why. Just sort of, I don't know. It just is. It just is. It's just, it just happens more in that environment. Yeah. Um, what or is, it's what, recorded what's in the more middle? in that environment. Yeah, what's in the middle there then? There are no what, middle class ghosts. What's the middle ghosts? class ghosts? I guess family members. 
Yeah. Or ghosts of people you uh, recognise. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, um, yeah. you wake up in the middle of the night and your granddad's there and then they find out the next day he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's classic middle class. That yeah. never happens to anyone else. Standard yeah. middle class. Yeah, there we go. yeah. We've, we've nailed it. We've Britishised everything. <laughs> everything must be class. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, wow, I didn't think about that before. I, I thought about the upper and the, and the working. I didn't think about the middle class. Yeah. I think um, I think the middle class actually feel more rational, but that doesn't mean that they are. No. <laughs> and let's uh, now let's do it on the new class guidelines they outlined four years ago. What? I didn't know about these. Uh, do you know? Oh, it's great fun. Uh, guys, you can do it on the BBC website. You can find out what modern oh, class you are. Oh, I did find are. out. I am like... Emergent service class. Uh, like every young person. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what class are you when you're middle class but you don't earn any money? Yeah, emergent service yeah, workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a weird class. It's, yeah, it's not a real class. None of these are real. It's, uh, I think, elite... Um, Oh, some other ones that I wasn't. Emergent service worker and... Does that just mean middle class again, it, basically? It means middle class young person without money, yeah. Because sort of the thing is that with that is that you don't have any money, but you're not in dire needs because if absolutely necessary, your parents could save you. Yeah, it means, yeah, totally. You don't have any money, but the system isn't really shitting on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, you're just sort of like someone they'd make a sitcom about. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Lena Dunham. Well, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think there's... I don't know if the Ouija boards, maybe, would they come in with a... Middle class, very much. Millennials well, and stuff. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, because hipsters like them. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you can buy hipster Ouija boards. I bet you can. I bet you can. I bet there's loads of different kinds. I haven't looked at it online because, again, they freak me out a bit, which is stupid. But I think it's because my mum is so superstitious. I think it makes me more superstitious. So I put more weight on these things. That's just me guessing. But, like... If she'd just gone, oh, that's a bit stupid, then I wouldn't be bothered. But the fact that she was like, oh, bad. Oh, my, my, yeah, uh, my family have some scary Ouija board stories. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, my mum's got a couple of ghost stories. I definitely think she's got something. She's got something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any more hauntings in your house, then? Um, well, okay, there's one, there's one very funny story, which isn't a real haunting. Um... Okay. uh, the, The rest of my family tell this better, but it's great. Um... I, was, I wasn't there, I wasn't born. Um, but um, we used to have this lamppost outside the front door. Okay. Outside the front door? Yeah, yeah. Like a, a little lamppost just for, for light oh, when it was dark. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, one day uh, there was a terrible storm outside. Uh, a terrible, fearsome, raging storm. And oh. um, the dogs had been behaving weirdly all day. Yeah. Uh, they'd been, um, especially around the front garden, they'd been when sort of... like the 80s or...? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, they were scampering around, like, really weirdly sensitive, sniffing mm-hmm. around. Um, they'd, they'd hidden inside. It was a, a really... So something was about to go down. Yeah. And there was the, it was pitch dark and there was this thunderstorm. And um, suddenly uh, all, all the family were, were huddled in the living room and there was this sudden knock on the door. What? Uh, this, this huge booming knock. And uh, my great-grandmother went to answer the door uh, and uh, she opened the door uh, a little bit and there was this hooded figure there. What? Uh, and he went... Uh, <laughs> and he didn't say much. And, uh, by this point they were at such a, a fever pitch of fear that she yeah. just went, Go away! Go away! We don't want you! Go! Go! <laughs> and she threw on the light switch, and uh, for the um, 
for the lamp outside to dispel this evil spirit. Um, and this guy said, I'm collecting for Christian aid. <laughs> um, but at that, he, he couldn't get all the work out because he screamed and jumped into the air and ran away <laughs> because the wiring for the lamppost um, had gone loose. Whoa. That was what had been spooking the dogs. Uh, they'd been uh, getting electric shocks all oh day. No. And as soon as uh, on this... In this thunderstorm, when she put, turned the light on, this poor guy got a massive electric no! shock. Oh. <laughs> Your family, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> so no actual ghost activity? Well, lots, but they won't tell me. Really? Well, it's in my room, isn't okay, it? Okay, well, will they tell me? Yeah, If they I will. don't tell you? Yeah, 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 totally. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, well, maybe we'll do... Um, We'll do a, a one-off episode where, where I go and interview your parents. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to add about poltergeist? Not, uh, not a thing, except... Hang on. <laughs> hang on, Eleanor. What is it? Do, do you see that... Uh, that, 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 that... Face at the window? Face at the window and the, all those potted plants flying yeah. around. Oh, my God, what's happening? Oh, that poor orchid. Hang on. Uh, are you there? Oh, no. Uh, Eleanor, I, I think uh, they are there. Oh, well... Do you think? Do you think they could lend me a tenner for a coffee? Can, can you lend Eleanor a tenner for a coffee? Oh, oh come on! Ghost, do, do you have a tenner? Ah, oh, ghost. Mean. All right. Well, um. Well, that's, that's, that's uh, us. That's, that's the end of that yeah. one. Huh? The mean poltergeist. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thought it tight as well as a mischievous? <laughs> um, so, um, thank you for tuning in. Please tweet and like and share and send messages and things because. Um, I know we have fans, I've met them, but uh, <laughs> they, uh, you need to show us you love us so that we can keep doing this. And, and so um, that we stop weeping at night. Yeah, we do weep a lot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's all we've got there. Uh, I'm at Eleanor Morton. I'm at Will Seawood. And we're at Mystery Pod. Mystery, Miss Pod, Pod. Mystery pot at Mystery Pod. <laughs> yes, I'd better. And um, that's all we've got time for today, so goodbye. And mysteries out. Oh, what's it saying now? Oh, it just doesn't, can't make up its mind.